Customers are not just buying another piece of software. When you start adopting this kind of technology, you have to adopt new ways of working. Agile development, DevOps, there's all kinds of catchphrases for this. Rapid prototyping, lean startup thinking, design thinking, and what I find super challenging but also super rewarding is that we're actually advising customers and showing them the way how to actually change the culture of their company. Hello and welcome back to Corvinus Business Intelligence. We're delighted to have with us today Chris Mathiasen, General Manager of Microsoft Hungary. My name is Theodore Boone. I'm a member of the faculty of Corvinus University School of Business in Budapest, Hungary. My co-host for today's program is Christoph Chordash, a student in our business school. I would like to thank our two wonderful sponsors, the Budapest Business Journal and Unilife.hu. Chris, welcome to our podcast. Thanks for having me. Chris, what kind of company globally is Microsoft now? Is it a cloud company? Is it a software company? An artificial intelligence company? Microsoft has been transforming so quickly over the last six or seven years that a lot of people ask that question, actually. And I would say the answer is, you know, we still do all of those things. We still sell Windows, we still sell Office 365, we still do Xbox even. But I think your first answer that you gave is, is the right one. We consider ourselves mostly an instrument, a vehicle for our customers to do a digital transformation. How they do that uh, it involves the cloud. There are several reasons why we think the cloud is so fundamental to that. But we're a cloud, data, and AI company because those are the things that companies need to affect a successful digital transformation. And do you assist the companies in their transformation and use of the cloud, that is, advise the companies, or do you provide the cloud infrastructure and it's up to them to decide how to use it, or both, or something else? It can be any combination of those things, but we're not actually a consultant company. Having said that, what we provide when we provide cloud infrastructure, we also provide software over that infrastructure. And the cloud is not there for its own sake. It is, as I said before, it's a tool that we think companies can use most, most effectively to do digital transformation. So I would say we build all of our services today on our cloud, on the cloud infrastructure. The point of that is not to just sell cloud for its own sake. We think cloud is what companies really need. Why? because technology is changing so fast today that if you were to invest in your own server infrastructure in your company's basement or you know, on-site, on-premise, by the time you finish implementing that, there's a good chance a good part of that is going to be obsolete. And these days, companies have to move so quickly that they may have to scale up and scale down very quickly with their infrastructure. If you buy it yourself and you have it in a server room on-premise, it's going to be very difficult to be flexible with that. If you take your infrastructure from a cloud provider like us, you can scale up, you can scale down, you can start, you can stop, you can grow as fast, or you can, you can get in and out of businesses super fast, and this helps customers be more competitive, more agile, and more responsive to the market and uh, unexpected events like a coronavirus, for example. On the Infotech conference, you have mentioned that those companies which embrace their data as a strategic asset have done better during the chaotic times caused by the pandemic. Yeah. Um, how do you embrace data at Microsoft? Well, we 
provide our customers with all the tools they need to use data as an asset. I could start with a very small example. Just look at restaurants. When the virus hit, those restaurants who had a website, uh, those restaurants who were already doing their business digitally, well, they, they didn't have to go out of business. They could adapt and they could use digital tools to uh, arrange for delivery services. They could handle these sorts of demands a lot better than businesses that didn't have any sort of digital infrastructure. I know a couple of restaurant owners that now use these sort of digital tools. They, they actually use artificial intelligence to anticipate you know, when they're going to need to buy carrots or when they're going to need to buy milk for what time of day or what kind of customer walk-in patterns exist in, in a business. If you take it at that very small scale, you can take it right up to the very large-scale business. You can use cloud and, and data and AI data to do predictive maintenance. If you're, let's say, a utility company, you can use all kinds of data that comes from all kinds of sources like drones with high-resolution video. You can use the data that comes out of that to predict when your infrastructure, your own infrastructure, is going to have a problem. And so there are millions of ways to use cloud data and AI and the data that resides within that to make your business more competitive. What perspective does Microsoft Hungary offer to young men and women looking to settle in the job market? I wouldn't use the word settle in your question there. I think one of the main things, and this is one of the main reasons I joined Microsoft, is just there, there's a lot to learn. I think Microsoft today really is at the forefront of development in this kind of technology. Microsoft is one of the leaders worldwide in AI technology. We hold the greatest number of patents in AI. We're certainly up there. And so somebody who joins Microsoft today, they're not going to learn just about Windows and Windows upgrades. They're going to learn a lot about artificial intelligence, data mining, and all these, these tools that really are at the forefront of technology today. Can I actually just uh, come back to your comments on the use of data? I'm trying to picture this so a company, a manufacturing company, comes to you and says, Chris, we know we have all this incoming data right now, mm -hmm. but it's not organized. We don't know what to do with it. We think there's either a gold mine there or at least a copper mine, mm -hmm. um, but, but we really just don't know what to do with it. Can you help them in that type of situation? Well, that is what artificial intelligence is for. And, and maybe sometimes using the word artificial intelligence is a little bit misleading. I think sometimes a better term is just machine learning. And machine learning technology is precisely for this sort of unorganized, vast amount of data that comes through that either is being created or produced at a great speed. And the kind of technology you need to make sense out of those vast amounts of data that may not be structured, the kind of technology you need to make sense out of that is actually machine learning, otherwise known as artificial intelligence. I think also what's really important is that new data is being created all the time, especially in manufacturing operations. There are all sorts of sensors that are being brought into the production line. This is what we call roughly the Internet of Things. So cameras, sensors, pressure valves, air pressure monitors, sound monitors. The whole manufacturing environment today is incredibly well populated with these sorts of sensors. These sensors are producing blindingly large amounts of data all the time in real time. And uh, that is precisely the kind of environment that you need machine learning for. And how does Microsoft Hungary fit into the global picture of 
Microsoft's activities and goals? Well, we don't have a, a large team of developers here who are underlying Microsoft code in our software. But what we do have is we have a large team of very experienced, very knowledgeable, technical salespeople who can assess a customer's needs and provide you know, real solid advice to customers on how to use Microsoft technology to transform their business. And essentially, essentially that's what we do. We focus on Hungarian companies, large and small, on helping them do their digital transformation. And a company, going back to this company that has all this data and is trying to mold it and mine it and use it, and your work, so if things developed in the right direction, then they might sign a five-year cloud-oriented agreement with Microsoft that gives them the kind of flexibility to be nimble and adjust as they go forward? Is that sort of how it works? Uh, there are all kinds. There are different tenures for contracts. I won't go into all the details of what kind of contracts customers can make with us. There are agreements we make with customers to use our cloud platform for whatever software they have. They can also use our cloud platform with our own software. And most customers use some combination of the software that we have and their own software or software from, uh, from other vendors as well. You went from being the CEO of Magyar Telecom mm -hmm. to becoming the CEO of Microsoft Hungary. Uh, why did you make that switch? Well, when I left Telecom, I actually wasn't planning on returning to any other employer anytime soon. I was uh, doing some small investing and advising a couple of smaller companies. And what I found is that data and AI are both incredibly important subjects for them. In 2019, I was approached by Microsoft, and I thought to myself, this would be a cool opportunity because Microsoft is really leading in data and AI. It feels a little bit like graduate school sometimes, because you learn so much every day. And what kind of challenges came with the change? The challenge is that this technology, it's not just a matter of taking a few training videos. When we talk about a digital transformation of a company, when you start to use these kinds of tools, AI, cloud technology, and the like, most companies have to change a lot more in their company culture, in their way they're organized, and what we usually find, and you know, it's not by accident we call these things digital transformations. Customers are not just buying another piece of software. When you start adopting this kind of technology, you have to adopt new ways of working. Agile development, DevOps, there's all kinds of catchphrases for this, rapid prototyping, lean startup thinking, design thinking, and what I find super challenging but also super rewarding is that we're actually advising customers and showing them the way of how to actually change the culture of their company. We could go into that a bit more. Mm -hmm. um, as I understand it, one of the issues that comes up is prior to such a transformation, a lot of companies' data is sort of siloed. Right, the mm -hmm. HR people have the HR data, the finance people the finance data, and, mm -hmm. and so on. Whereas with AI, or as you put it, perhaps better termed machine learning, it is often very helpful for there to be no silos or less silos. Mm -hmm. And that ends up being a sort of a psychological mentality that okay. you have to break with, within a country so that the other groups can have the HR data or whatever it is, so it can be used for the learning of the machine. Am I on the yeah. right track there? You're absolutely on the right track. But let me give one example of a global customer of ours, but let me give an example of what this transformation looks like. Starbucks. Uh, Starbucks is one of our key customers. They have 
30,000 shops or cafes. Including, by the way, a very popular one right outside our university here. All right. I'm, I'm, I'm not advertising Starbucks. I'm not, <laughs> not advertising them. But Starbucks as an organization, they use our cloud platform and our data and analytics with employee processes, with onboarding processes to predict what's going to happen in their supply chain. They use it to monitor and constantly adjust the, I think, 87,000 combinations of drinks that you can get at Starbucks. And all these systems, they have Internet of Things technology built into the coffee machines themselves. And what they create is a very sophisticated, what we call a digital feedback loop. So data is always coming back and forth across those silos. So there is no HR data warehouse. There's no specific customer experience data warehouse. All this data is brought to bear to make Starbucks more competitive and to deliver a better customer experience as well. Unbelievably, we're almost out of time for this segment, although please come back for the next part of our podcast and discussion with Chris Mathiasen, General Manager of Microsoft Hungary. Uh, but I'll turn it over to uh, Christoph for one last question for this first podcast segment. I've seen that you have become interested in the world of startups too, not just in the world of CEOs. Mm -hmm. Could you please summarize the experience in a few sentences that you've experienced with uh, Brain Bar? Brain Bar is super interesting because it brings together a lot of contrasting ideas. And I think the times we're living in right now, either technologically or socially, I think a lot of the technology change that we're living through right now brings on a, a ferment of ideas from across the ideological spectrum, from across the social spectrum. I think a lot of those ideas are actually rooted in technology in, in a way. And I find that the Brain Bar team is very sensitive to that. And uh, for that reason, I find it a really fascinating project to be involved in. Do you still have time for this? I have some time. Not as much as if I weren't working full-time for Microsoft, but I still have some time. We've already run out of time for today. I would like to thank my co-host, Christoph Chordash, a student here at Corvinus University in Budapest. And most of all, I would like to thank you, Chris Mathiasen, General Manager of Microsoft Hungary, for today's discussion. My name is Theodore Boone. I'm on the faculty here at Corvinus University. And we leave you today with these words of Benjamin Franklin. An investment in knowledge pays the best interest. <laughs>